Hello again, everyone, and welcome to the podcast, Oh Those Toes, episode 206. With you, as always, I'm Top Toes. And I am Any. And this is part three of our Titan Tickled series. So with us in the virtual studio by way of Brisbane, Australia, is Ash. Welcome, Ash. Hey, thanks for having me. <laughs> it's so nice to have you, Ash. Thanks for being here. Or, Cheers. Or, or there, wherever you're at. <laughs> Actually, uh, I should have said, with us from the future. So how is Friday going to be? Uh, well, I mean, at the moment, it is spectacular. Like, it is a few clouds, but it's, nah, it's, it's great. I've, I'm finished work for the week. I'm currently sitting at home. Drink beside me. It's good. We're uh, going to go to bed soon. <laughs> I'm still <laughs> drink beside me. Well, yes, yeah, but I mean, anytime we record, we have a drink beside us, so yes, it, it's good for the nerves. Although I don't get nervous that much anymore. No, but we yeah. are sort of an alcoholic podcast. Uh, <laughs> I think we're I, really trying to get the Rocks Tequila brand to be our major sponsor. Oh, wow, that would be amazing. <laughs> I mean, look, I've got to say, you know, I, I love the ice in the, the glass noise every so often that you just hear in the background. It just, you know, it just makes it. It's great. Um, you know, for the record, that is not me. That is Top Toes. I can always yeah. hear his, the gulping in the glass and the, and the ice tinkling or whatever. Yeah, that's I, always him. I did something different this week. I poured it about an hour before the show. The ice is melted in. You won't hear it. Oh, yeah. Ash is going to be sad now. He really likes that. <laughs> Here, all right. So all right, for, uh, for you. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, Ash, tell us a little bit about you. Introduce yourself. Okay. So, I mean, I guess as far as where you would sort of find me would, would have been through Instagram. I am bondage and bindings. Um, been there for around about a year now and, um, yeah, that's probably the, the main place where it all started as far as sort of getting my name out and being seen as far as what I do. Um, other than that, yeah, sort of just, I'm what, 32, just, yeah. And so, so tell us what you do. Um, so what I predominantly do is more of the artistic based sort of um rope bondage more so than sort of the restrictive nature um and in doing that i've sort of met quite a few different models and and local people around um that have been foot models and you know working with them and you know just creating something that's a little bit different something that their fans wouldn't have seen before something that my fans wouldn't have seen before and, um, yeah, just really being able to work with some really cool people that have been able to, you know, do some things that just, you know, you typically typically wouldn't come across. So your thing is not feet. It's, yeah, it's, absolutely it is. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about your fetishes. I mean, is there a foot fetish involved or is it just because the, you know, the ankles and the feet is where you happen to need to tie to restrain or? No, well, I mean, I've always, I mean, obviously since uh, as long as I can remember, I've always had a foot fetish and, um, yeah, that's always been a part of my relationships and and all of that. So um, it was kind of just something that 
just naturally merged into the nature of sort of the tires that I was doing and that sort of thing, you know, because, Hey, it's cool. And it was, it was fun. So um, yeah, any sort of way really that I was able to, you know, incorporate, you know, different people's interests and my own interests as well. Hmm. So good. No, 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 you go. Um, so the foot fetish thing kind of, you know, if you're not born with it, it just kind of happens on its own. I, I don't know. Do you have a, a root story or you just kind of, and always there? Um, I was actually thinking about this the other day. I don't think there was necessarily like an awakening or something like that. Um, I can definitely recall like, you know, way back in sort of primary school, um, just noticing girls' feet and things like that. But yeah, there was never like a, hey, this was the moment kind of situation for me. It was just, just kind of always there. Okay. But bondage is something you learn, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't, well, yeah, well, kind of just like a, well, I mean, yeah. anybody can, can tie together a pair of wrists and ankles, but doing it the way that you do it, now that is an art. It takes a tremendous amount of skill, I imagine. I mean, it's absolutely beautiful. Thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, like I definitely, a, a main part of the page that I started was to really showcase the um, artistic nature of rope more so than the restrictive and, oh, it's just a tool to tie someone to a bedhead or, you know, like it It took away that sort of sexualization of it and more so sort of showcased the the talent within it. That was going to be one of my questions. I was going to ask if you, if it was the tying itself that you enjoyed, like the, or if it was the, um, you know, the 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 lack of power from the people that you tie. Is it women that you tie or men also? Uh, both. Um, predominantly, it's uh, female models that I've worked with. Um, I have worked with a couple of um, male models as well. Um, actually, one of the guys that was in my bridal party at my first wedding. Um, so that was yeah, a cool, cool night. Wow. We were just hanging out at home. And, yeah, it was me and my partner and, and him and his partner. And, yeah, it was natural conversation. And then, hey, let's learn some knots. Nice. <laughs> so, so is it the rendering of someone helpless that's also arousing? Well, first of all, I guess, is it arousing to you? Like what part of this is arousing to you? Um, I think it, it definitely depends on the situation at hand. If it's like, if it's just with me and my partner, uh, it'll definitely be like more of a power exchange, um, and sort of more of a, a dom sub situation. Um, but if I'm working with like a local model or something like that, you know, it's more so, I guess, kind of like a Zen thing for me. Like it's, you know, just concentrating and, and, you know, working with symmet- like symmetry and, you know, making sure everything's lined how it needs to. And um, I guess kind of like a perfectionist kind of um, way of thinking more so. Like it's it's more looking at the art itself rather than the act of it. How how long have you been doing it? I'd say probably around about two years or so. Um, what, hmm. Well, shit, I thought he was going to say like a dozen years because – 
it's so yeah he's he's got the well me having dabbled and i can only say dabbled for a little over a couple years myself um i will say first and foremost i've i've said on the podcast before i prefer bondage for its sake in the power exchange over the Mm -hmm. highly artistic shibari and i think looking at your work I appreciate the beautiful artistic shibari and other s- techniques you bring into it. I think I don't have the patience for it. <laughs> I uh, can definitely understand that. that. Moment of zen. I'm just sitting here going, shoot, does that one go up one over or up, up and down and under? <laughs> and I can't find the zen because it's I don't have that. I mean, it, it's one thing to have that thought. It's another to go, oh, shit, that one was meant to go under like seven steps ago. Yes. Do you go back? Do you go back and uh, fix it if that happens, or do you keep going? Sometimes um, it depends how far I've gotten. If I'm just like, you know what, I'm the only person that's going to notice it. It's fine. So you do this even though you're not having like a photo shoot or something. You, you yes, yeah, so it's intricate. You know, tying even if no one's going to see it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, usually if it's just like my partner and I um, just, you know, chilling out after work or something like that, and it's just sort of like our, you know, time to like rest and, and whatnot and just to unwind. Um, yeah, there's definitely been plenty of times where we've just sort of had, you know, rope and, and done you know, the, the intricate work without actually having any shoot done. Um I mean, most of the time I'll, I'll take a couple of snaps and, you know, chuck it up on my story or something like that, but like not necessarily to the extent of, you know, setting up something and that. And then, and top, can you explain to those uh, listeners of ours that don't exactly know what Shibari is? Cause you, we've mentioned it a couple of times, but it's not an everyday word. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> I'm not the guest here and the bondage expert, but Ash, do you consider yourself a a practitioner of shibari or another technique or? Uh, I've always struggled with sort of working out what to label sort of my style. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I don't consider myself a rigger. I mean, because I really see that more as a, a suspension, like rope suspension kind of label. Uh, And that's just something that I haven't, Mm -hmm looked into yet it's something that i'm definitely willing to learn and looking at getting into but it's not something that i'm doing just yet so i don't really have that label i just don't consider that um but i mean as far as shibari goes and that sort of thing yeah it's it's definitely got its own style and its own like very much um oriental nature and i i just don't know whether my style of of weaves and you know the the things that i do really sort of come under that either Mm. But I guess, yeah, I, mean, I, I find that Shibari is more the artistic nature of it and, yeah, the, the practice of, of the, the work that's more, more intricate. So now for, for a brief explanation for the, for the audience who aren't familiar without going off into a, uh, a history lesson diatribe, uh, Shibari is a specific <laughs> style of uh, rope that came out of Asian, specifically Japanese um, and it actually came out of the feudal Japanese penal system uh, in order oh. to make jail cells more efficient. If you tied a prisoner in a way 
that he was in, essentially hobbled, you didn't have to put him under such great guard. Um, wow. and so it's a style of rope that uh, involves a lot of wrapping and wrapping knots and counter wrapping and um, knots that behave a certain way under pressure. The more you struggle against them, the tighter they get. Um, and it came, it, it ceased to be in use in law enforcement and came to be practiced within the Japanese BDSM. And it came to the United States some many years ago. Obviously, it's been altered over the years. Some people consider your suspension bondage part of Shibari. Some don't. Uh, mm-hmm. Some roots in it. Um, the stuff involving a suspended post uh, definitely has roots in Shibari. Uh, and then more Western styles and approaches have come to be and things have evolved over time. And I know what you said, you work with a lot of weave. I don't know if that necessarily comes out of Shibari. The one specific Shibari tie I know that involves the level of weaving you do is a gravity boot. I'm sure. I think I've yeah. seen a couple of gravity boots on your page. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm going to put it on you to describe that for our audience because that is definitely a, uh, a bondage and feet specific kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, the the gravity boot itself, um, the, the nature of a tie can also be um, suspended from. You can actually, um, you know, lift and be elevated from the ground from the, the gravity boot itself. And it basically just wraps between going across the top of the foot and around the ankle and crossing back over across the top of the foot and just layering that up so you get a larger uh, area across the sole of the foot and also up the ankle that um, gets all the support through. And it can be done both. So it just crosses one line over the other um, and you get kind of like a like a, a Z, sort of like a, a zipper almost sort of shape through the centre of it. Um, or then you can also weave the lines as well, which makes more of like the, I don't know what you call it, like the tapestry look, for lack of a better word, maybe. Tapestry, basket weave, something, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Very hard to, t- to translate a visual art on the podcast, but you're doing fine. Well, yeah, awesome. no, yeah. It was very, I didn't know what a gravity boot was, but I, I think I know now because I've seen it on his page. Um, okay, I think. Yeah. Um, but how long does something like that take? Gravity boots don't take long at all. Um, if they're just done in the, the wrapping style, like going around and over and back again, uh, you know, a couple of minutes and it's, it's tied off and, you know, completed. Now you're, I, I don't even know where to start. You're, um, the, the types of things that you do, I mean, you're doing, uh, like almost full articles of clothing. Like I saw bodysuits and. Yep you know, like almost like bras and shirts that are absolutely gorgeous. I mean, I, I can't even, I, <laughs> I obviously can't describe it, but how long, I mean, you've done like a full body suit where it covers the breast, it covers the stomach and it's got these beautiful shapes. It covers the bottom almost like a, well, like a body suit. How long mm-hmm. does something like that take? I think the longest one that I'd done was a shoot that I'd done with, um, sweet Luna Lace. She's one of the local models that was just upcoming at the time. 
And the the style that we went for, it was a, a full body suit and it had like bows sort of one either side just above sort of each breast and it was a full body suit that carried all the way through. I think start to finish the tie itself was oh, somewhere between an hour and an hour and 15. Okay. See, I expected a lot longer than that. <laughs> now, my question for you um, – is how, four much, hours. how much rope did that take? And well, are you using um, five meter or 10 meter hanks? No. So because of my work being predominantly like the larger um, full body stuff or, you know, the intricate weaves and that sort of thing, I find that using the, the lengths of hanks with like the, the fin tied off ends just be a little bit more messy because when you have to extend rope to continue a line. So I'll be using like a, a 30 meter length at a time. And oh. like right from the start, it's just, it just keeps going. <laughs> it doesn't, you know, until sort of halfway through where it starts to become, you know, more and more manageable. And you're like, yeah, okay, now I can work with it. It's yeah. not so much. Yeah. 30 meters of rope and on, you're on your first cross transition and you're just <laughs> drawing through and drawing <laughs> yeah. through and drawing through with a, yeah, you're like, with a I know the ends back here somewhere. So. I also noticed that compared to what I have in my toy bag, you use a um, much smaller diameter rope than most people I'm, I'm familiar with. Almost cord diameter or is it just depending on the need uh it definitely depends on the need um i mean especially when i'm doing something sort of with um just feet or or things like that i'll tend to use sort of like a somewhere between like a four and a six mil cord mm -hmm. um just because you can get more detail in without being too bulky from you know multiple passes of, of rope in such a small area um but i mean as far as like the full body stuff goes and that sort of thing um, it tends to be somewhere between sort of either six, eight, or ten mil um, ropes. So this may sound like a like a silly question, but because it's so beautiful, right? So once it's on, though, how do you take it off? Like, can you take it off as a whole? Like, as a or sometimes you know, unweave it and then just kind of go back, work your way backwards, or how does that work? Um, a lot of the time, yeah, it's a case of do what you've done before in reverse. Um, there are some ones that, you know, they can actually just be sort of undone in a few different places and that will be able to slide off. Um, one of the and ones in can particular. They, can they put it back on? <laughs> like, um, I want you to make clothing out of this so we can take it there, off and put it back on. <laughs> there is actually quite a few people that do that. They will actually make up sort of bodysuits and things like that on a mannequin. And they can actually on sell them as as a suit that can be tied on just like a normal corset kind of thing. I imagine if you just took some sort of clasp and used that in place of a a connecting pivot on as you're go as you're doing a weave, then you could just undo the clasps. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean it was really it I, I can't, I know I've said this already, but it's really beautiful. It's like so um, artistic. It was hard to, for me to look at it and, and fetishize it because um, it was just so pretty. It was just so pretty. Oh, thank you. 
yeah. Uh, I mean, it. so how long did it take for you to, to learn this? Uh, it was kind of just learn as I go and it just sort of progressively got better. Um, like, I've, you know, I haven't really had any sort of formal training as far as like going to like a, a studio to learn um, Shibari, like as far as the traditional style goes. Um, more so just my own personal research online, um, not only with the ropes themselves, but also um, with anatomy to try and understand sort of uh, nerve pathways and things like that as well. So not only getting an understanding of, you know, what looks pretty and how to sort of tie knots, but also where on the body they sit and does that have an impact anywhere else for the person being tied? Mm. Yes. Do not paralyze your models. No, not <laughs> ideal. <laughs> well, I, I, I mean, not for a long time. I mean, what if I that's wanna... the... Would, what if that's what he wants to do, right? <laughs> like, well, like... uh, only with some severely, uh, some seriously signed consent. Uh, what did we say? <laughs> previous show. Right. Uh, you better have consent signed in, in front of an army of lawyers to do that one. <laughs> I want to back up just a touch because you said, and I know you were talking about, you know, looking at his, um, his bondage as clothing, but I correct me if I'm wrong or tell me if your opinion is different to some degree, the slow untying is as much fun and slightly less nerve wracking than the tying. Absolutely. Um, I mean, as far as the, the models themselves go, my partner Misty, when like her favorite part of any of the, the ties that we do is actually the untying. Um, it's, it's kind of like a, a slow, um, Oh, almost like an undressing. Yeah, yeah, kind of like an undressing, and and you know, just feeling the the rope sort of pass over the body and that kind of thing. So yeah, there's there's definitely just as much from the untying as there is from the tying itself. That sounds very rousing. I mean, it's it sounds really sexy. Definitely can be. (laughs) (laughs) And. Do you enjoy being tied yourself? Um, I wouldn't know typically to say whether I would enjoy it or not. I've been tied a few times. Um, it's not something that I don't enjoy. It's just something that I find more appealing myself to do. Is it because of the whole um, the Dom sub? No, not at all. Um, both my partner Misty and I are switches, so, you know, depending on what the day feels like as to, you know, where I stand in that matter. Um, and yeah, like that's usually a part that she's learning as well. Like she'll take on ropes a little bit as well. Um, and yeah, that can be fun, but it's not necessarily something that I need like as a bottom to have. Okay. Wow. I, I'm it. See, this is the problem with having these amazing guests on our podcast is that I'm really interested in all of it. And then all of a sudden, I want to do it too. <laughs> so we're I'm barely into our Titan Tickle series. And Annie has decided that she is going to now take up tickling and fancies herself a rope top. That's right. <laughs> um, I'm just enjoying the fact that we're finally getting some representation in the in the past few episodes from the switchy people. 
this is true yeah we spent so much having to demystify the um all foot fetish men are dom are subs and the women who cater to them are doms and we've been blowing that theory out of the water for um coming up on 20 episodes but the the switches i don't know we're i'm switchy I, you yeah i i you're yeah, a little switchy I, i'm switchy you, you're conditionally switchy like you're <laughs> bottom for certain specific people and top for others well i think that almost everybody's like that though i well, mean like all, all switches in this situation you're 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 monogamous and such <laughs> <laughs> You're, you're you're um shaming me for having one partner. <laughs> yes, yes, I'm shaming your non kink, so it's okay. <laughs> Are you vanilla shaming me? <laughs> I am vanilla shaming you. Yeah, well, you know, I it's not not that I won't uh, play with other people. It's you know, I just um am and have been happily married and if it comes to it it does and if it doesn't it doesn't i mean as long as we're having a terrific sex life i'm not gonna work on changing much you know um but that's not to say that i won't have or don't have subs um it's just we play in a slightly different way right which is why i said your your conditional switchiness right very one role with your husband very other role with your subs as you very succinctly put it (laughs) so we'll get to ash's relationship or relationships just after this quick break hi any here you might remember me as the co-host of the podcast you were just listening to (laughs) i'm here to remind you that we will be hosting our very first feet meet and greet on friday february 12th at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, for more details, check out our website at ohthosetoes.teamtoptoes.com. And if you're a FetLife member and a friend of ours there, look for or, or want to be a friend of ours there, look for us and look for the event, Oh Those Toes Virtual Foot Party. Again, that's this Friday. At uh, 9 Central, 10 Eastern, UTC minus 5. You can figure it out. We trust you. <laughs> also, please remember, uh, spots are limited. It's on a first-come, first-served basis. Uh, so join us as we sh- may or may not show off our beautiful faces. And a lot of def- ladies showing off their beautiful feet. Definitely showing off our feet. So for those of you wanting to interact with us and catch us live, now is your opportunity to join us on this virtual foot party. Her beautiful feet. If I promise mine, we might lose viewers. (laughs) Join Join us us and find out. Okay, welcome back. And just before the break, we're going to ask Ash... Well, let's say, what is your relationship status right now? Um, so I'm in a relationship with my partner. Um, my partner, Misty, and I have been together for a bit over a year now. Um, yeah, so I mean, currently it is it's just the two of us. Um, at the end of last year, we were in a, a triad. We're in a, 
a, um, a throuple. Um, but that, you know, unfortunately, you know, just mix of um, personalities just wasn't quite there, um, which is fine, you know, like that wasn't really a concern. It was more so a case of, you know, there's no point having anybody unhappy or, you know, unfulfilled just for the sake of somebody else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did see, I was going to mention that because I did see on your page that you had, um, you know, you had your, your girlfriend and then your other girlfriends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so you have a lot of, um, I think you have a lot of um, pictures of them sort of um, bonded together. So, I mean, talk to us about that a little bit. How does, how does that work? Um, yeah, that was fun. Um, that was kind of just like a, a spare of the moment, you know, let's just sort of see what happens and see how I could make this work. Um, and yeah, like it was never really anything that was sort of set in structure or anything. It was just kind of, oh, yep, there's, there's two legs. I'll, I'll join those two together. And, <laughs> and yeah, like, I'm like, Hey, that looks kind of cool. I'll get some photos. <laughs> it, so it's a requirement. Would you say that it's a requirement now for any partner that you have to be into sort of the fetishy lifestyle? Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I think more so it'd be too hard to try and be in a relationship with someone where you can't be yourself. So do you, so this is, so you live the lifestyle, you're pretty just open with it or is it something that you're like your friends and family don't know that or. Um, a select of my select few friends and things like that know, know about us and sort of the, the lifestyle that we lead. Um, it's not something that, you know, we've sort of disclosed openly to a family and all that kind of thing. And I don't think there's really a need to, um, but yeah, I and mean, I just, I couldn't imagine not having, you know, this kind of lifestyle be a part of, of me anymore. Like it's just, it's just second nature. Okay. So I wanted to ask, um, how, because I, I mean, I, I've never been, I've been restrained, but I've never been tied like that length of time or, you know, for, or that intricate and that, I mean, this is so much rope. Um, Is it uncomfortable for your, for your partners? Is it painful? No, no. So there's always, um, you know, enough room for movement and that kind of thing. So like, it's not, with the body harness, like body suits and things like that, um, it's not so much a case of being restrained in an uncomfortable position or anything like that. Um, with so any new like, models that I work I mean, so you're just like hog tying? I mean, because that's... <laughs> yeah, there's a few of those up on my page as well. Um, they're always fun. Yeah, you, know, you get to have the soles up in the air and, and at your will. Um, <laughs> I mean... They, I feel that depending on how the arms are positioned, hog ties can be sustained for quite a while. Uh, it more so depends on whether the arms are in a position that put extra strain on the shoulders. Um, but I mean, just typically laying on your stomach with, you know, your feet in the air, kind of like in the typical pose with a bit of rope attached doesn't really make too much of an uncomfortable situation. And so what happens once they're tied? Like, so you, you've spent an hour or you've spent 30 minutes, whatever, tying up your partner and you're all done. You take some pictures. What happens after that? Do you leave them there sometimes just to be tied? 
just to be, <laughs> just to be, you know, left in discomfort for a little while. <laughs> yeah. Well, with like the, the larger pieces that we do, um, the best way that I've sort of heard them described is kind of like a, a full body hug. Um, and it's just from what, you know, response that I've had and feedback I've had, it's just really comfortable. Um, so yeah, like they'll just kind of zone out, be in their own little world and just, yeah, just really just enjoy the the sensation of the, the pressure and the, the kind of like hug from it. Um, like it's, <laughs> Yeah, it, they just kind of just do their own little thing and it, it just kind of puts them in like a a relaxed state. So you don't so you don't get off on the um pain or discomfort then. That's not the point of that. I mean because- No, definitely not in in that aspect. No. If it's a tie that's more so for um like the artistic and the decorative, um, it's more so that rather than anything else. So, so I know that you said that you've never taken part in like suspension, but I would think that that would be painful. Um, yeah, I've, it, I've done one suspension so far and it does definitely bring a whole new level to um, both sort of my way of thinking and my experience of it, as well as um, the the rope bunny or, you know, the person that you're working with. Um, as far as what it takes for them as well. Did you say rope bunny? Yeah, so that's like, your, your <laughs> typical term for a, a you know the person that's being tied is a rope bunny. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, they don't they don't get to be bottoms; they get to be bunnies. They're bunnies. Oh shit! I don't know. I think I want to be a bunny, but no, I think now, <laughs> now I want to be a we've bunny. Given birth to a, a rope switch. <laughs> We're we're gonna have to come up with a new term for any with uh, kink ADD. <laughs> you have BDSM ADD. You, well, you just want to be everything and to try. Everything. Well, I like I'm well. Okay, first of all, like I'm just fetishy in general, right? And I am a just naturally curious person. I mean. Just everything like that lady at the grocery store behind me, you know, mentioned something about her kid and I'll start asking about her entire life. I mean, I just I'm interested in people in general to start with. And then and then you're you're talking about this and I'm an artistic person. I'm extremely creative. I know that it's hard to tell, you know, online and on a podcast, but I am. So, you know, the the using the different ropes and the colors and the patterns and, you know, the weaving it's, and I, I really enjoyed his page. I mean, it's beautiful. Like I said, so that part really interests me. Right. Um, And then, but also, you know, I'm switchy and I like to be, you know, dominated a little bit sometimes. Um, So the tickling, I'm not okay with, because that would be torture, but the tying, Especially when Ash is saying that it's not really comfortable, like it's a big hug. I'm like, well, fucking hug me like that. I will. (laughs) That I think was when he was talking. I think that's when he was talking about his sort of artistic harness, you know, not so um, BDSM bondage. But I want to take the the turn there and go to the when it's 
you and your partner, not for photographs, not Instagram friendly, because you made a, a mm-hmm. telling comment about just about the simple hog tie. And you said, and there are the feet just, I, I don't remember how you put it exactly, uh, just in a position and available yeah, right. like that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So fill in the rest of that sentence, in a position <laughs> and available for... Uh, I mean, I, my partner is definitely not one to enjoy tickling. Um, but, you know, that doesn't mean that I can't, you know, get the, the pinwheels and, you know, different sensory ob- um, toys just to, you know, run up and down the soles or, you know, to, to feed, you know, in between toes and things like that. Like there's there's not so much a sadistic sort of sense to it, but more so just a a playful manner to it definitely mm. that's so kind of how you are right things. that's kind of how you are top toes like you're doing just yeah. for the sake of watching them squirm and the anticipation yes. of it, not necessarily mm-hmm. to cause pain or discomfort but personally i do consider it sadistic but it's not sadistic based on pain definitely yeah not. i guess you're right Although I do enjoy a good uh, little bit of bastinado falaka, nice caning of the souls is fun for me. But <laughs> it's funny because two things just came up in rapid succession that were um, put up in our episode with with um, Poppy, uh, our tickler tickly, the uh, Wartenberg wheel pinwheel, and mm-hmm. the um, and the weaving of she was talking about a shoelace, but not a whole lot or cord between the toes. Um, and personally, since that episode was recorded, I have also come in possession of a Wartenberg pinwheel. And I'm looking forward to using it. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, y'all, it's y'all, y'all have to tell Is it a single wheel or? Uh, triple is what I went with. Okay. Because um, I've, I've got both. And I've found that the single wheel gives more of a sensation um, just because it's in a smaller area, whereas with like the three and the five wheel ones, because it's spread mm-hmm. out over a larger area, it um, tends to not have quite as much effect. That's well, just what I've I, seen um, personally. The decision was uh, was Bottom's choice, so yeah. I let her choose which one, and uh, I'm happy to try out any. And if <laughs> uh, if we enjoy, then maybe I'll move backwards to a single wheel. Yep. <laughs> you guys. <laughs> no, I think one of the one of my more favorite things, um, just with the the feet in the hog tie up, um, I've got a it's kind of like a little chain flogger, but like it's probably only around about maybe like the handle is probably like eight inches long and like maybe six inch just like necklace fine um chain. And there's like however many attached to the end of it, maybe 20 or 30 um, strands. Um, and I'll kind of just lay each, like, you know, a couple of the, the chains between each toe and then just l- rest the handle on the foot and then just leave it there. Almost to a point where <laughs> they completely forget that it's even there. And then you just grab the handle and just glide out the chain between the toes once they'd forgotten that it was there. Wow, that must be an extremely odd sensation. I'd assume so, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I 
sensation play is fun. Yeah, that's I I I think that well, you know, I'm I'm not gonna say anything anymore because you're calling me, you know, BDSM ADHD But, you know, but that's the point of this, right? That's the point of a little bit of, of the podcast is, you know, we learn a little bit, you know, our audience yeah. learns a little bit. Um, How did I get into rope fight? It was, you know, just trying to find other things, exploring the scene in the clubs and said, I could give that a try. But Ash, one day you were just like sitting around and... You were like, oh, there's a rope. Like, let me see what I like. How did that how did that start? Like, how did you get started? Uh, like Um Like you watched some porn and you were like, like, oh my god, that shit was like hot. Let me try that. Or I mean, because it's possibly to, yeah. I mean, I mean you have to be really dedicated. I mean, I think that like, you have to be dedicated in order to get to the level where you've gotten to. Like, I'd hate to think that. I'm one of these people that say I saw 50 shades and I, I don't think that's the case, but it may be. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I have to go on record. If you somehow got introduced by 50 shades, I just pray you also then took a step backwards and checked out nine and a half weeks and secretary. Oh, I just haven't. But if you, if you oh, actually, this is going to be a controversial thing to say, because I've got friends that are completely the opposite. Um, three, six, five days is another way to waste a couple of hours. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's some people that love it and I'm just not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I, <coughs> excuse me. I came to work one day and the girls at work were just going on and on and on about this movie that they had started watching and didn't um, get to finish. And they were like, don't watch it without me. Don't watch it without me. Like we're going to watch it together. And I, I said, well, what movie is this? And I said, Oh, you got to watch it. You have to watch it. It's such a great movie. It's such a phenomenal movie. And I was like, okay. So, you know, it's like a Saturday afternoon and my husband and I finally get a day off together and we sit down and, and we're like okay what are we going to Netflix what are we going to Hulu you know and then I go oh yeah there's this movie that the girls were going all you know we're all talking about let's watch that and he says okay and I was like, like something about a drug lord you know and he says okay <laughs> so we put it on the entire family it's like <laughs> up and about it's like noon or one in the afternoon I don't know and and then it starts, you know, and and it continues. And we're like, what? Like, what? oh, my gosh, pause, rewind, turn it off. Like, what's happening here? And and then my husband says to me, what did you put on? <laughs> I don't know. I was like, the girls thought it was a great movie about a drug lord. I didn't know. And so what did this end up being which, which title was this? <laughs> It's um 365 days. Oh, okay, um, the same movie he just mentioned. Yeah, gotcha. yeah, I haven't seen that one yet. It's I I don't you know. I but mean, have you had... seen the rest of it now though? Uh, yeah, we did. We you know we stopped watching that and you know started watching <laughs> Shrek. We started watching Shrek and <laughs> to, to cleanse the family. <laughs> yeah, and then we went back and watched it. You know, another day. Um. You know, I have I have uh, mixed feelings about that movie, but it was a, you know, it was okay. Yeah, um, I think 
it's I mean, let's just be realistic. It has good sex scenes. Right. But it's, yeah. it's a movie about Stockholm Syndrome, basically. Yes. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, that, and not really everybody likes is. to hear it that way. But that's but that's really what it is. So um I think some people say that about Secretary too, though. I've not seen Secretary Maggie Gyllenhaal Mm-mm. and David Sp- uh, not David Spade, uh James Spader. No. Uh, I haven't seen definitely. nine and a half weeks either. I I did see the first You gotta do your homework because those are two really well they're really good movies as just far as Hollywood and they're uh, a better presentation of power exchange than Fifty Shades of Grey will ever do. <laughs> well, you know, Fifty, 50 Shades 50... of Grey, he, he's just sort of toy store kink. He doesn't himself have kinks. He owns kinky stuff. Well, Fifty Shades, the movie was god awful. I mean, it was really <laughs> just bad. Um, the books, I read the books and they're, they're okay. Um, they're poorly written, so it's hard. Um, but but I enjoyed them. Do you I mean, know they that good... they were written originally as Twilight. Yes, Fantastic. but that's the only reason why I read them because I'm, a, I'm, you know, I'm gonna get shit for this, but I fucking love Twilight. I do. Twilight were great books, not the movies so much, but the books were really like, I really enjoyed them. But I will say that I, um, the young adult genre, that's my favorite shit to read. Right, I like a little bit of sci-fi and all of the sort of teeny bopper shit. Um, but so I really did enjoy Twilight. And then I, I do know that the Fifty Shades book started as Twilight fan fiction. And then she, you know, Stephanie Meyer was like, you know, cease and desist or I'm going to fucking sue you, bitch. And, um, so she like changed everything around names and whatever. So, but, um, yeah, the movie was just awful. It was just bad acting and bad, just, it was just bad. Yeah. Um, and the 365s, I, I think it was slightly better, but I think that also is because I didn't go into it with any kind of expectation. <laughs> so, um, you know, but I mean, shit, I thought I was going to watch an action movie. I, <laughs> well, was, was you action. know, but yeah, well, I mean, it was a different kind of action. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she's gorgeous. Um, and, and he was attractive, but he's not my cup of tea. So I don't think that that helps either. Um, which is why the 50 shade books were better because in my mind, he was my perfect guy. Right. Which is why you never watch movies. I mean, you never watch, uh, read books after you watch the movies. Cause you know, but I digress. Yeah. So, um, so top Jones has homework. Uh, he's going to go watch 365 and then he can. And then you two got to watch Secretary in nine and a half weeks. Done. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We have homework. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and then we'll have another episode of the Oh Those Toes Literary and Film Critic. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're entitled to our opinions and we're, you know, I mean, that's, yeah. And to give them to our listeners. And... <laughs> <laughs> We're going to add that. Um, we're going to add that to the standard questions for every guest now. What is your favorite kinky movie? What is your favorite kinky book? And we're just going to go from there. But actually, Ash, you started with a movie you didn't like. Um, That's where we got here. You you said, yeah, yeah I think so. Like, you, you didn't like 365, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, he said but it was a waste as of far time. as like the, the origin of um, sort of where the, the rope interests came from, um, yeah, I think there's a part of that and also, you know, a part of just looking at, at different um, different feet things, like different feet porn and things like that. And, you know, you just looking through suggested videos and things and whatnot, it comes up that there's going to end up being some kind of restraints. And, yeah, yeah I think that's just kind of where it sort of grew from there. I remember, because uh, I grew up in a time when porn was uh, mainly produced in magazines, uh, and I remember coming across <laughs> a copy of a magazine called Harmony's Love Bondage Scenes. And I came across it, and it was full of women in stockings with their shoes off, but also tied at the ankles and wrists and whatever. And I think that was the first time I kind of saw the the interest in, in bondage. And I think I, I was looking at the magazine backwards, in a sense, because it was meant to be a bondage thing. I <laughs> enjoyed the foot thing and learned about the bondage thing from there. So, so it was so you, you noticed the, the, the stockings and the, the toes and then going, oh, hang on a sec, there's rope there too. <laughs> You're like, oh, wait a awesome. second. <laughs> yeah. What else is this? <laughs> But that's how all of our, uh, you know, things that arouse us evolve like that. I mean, that's how they're all developed. It, it's never, I don't know a single person that's like, yeah, I, you know, enjoyed sucking toes and 20 years later, 30 years later, I'm still sucking that same toe. I mean, it's just, you know, you, you, everything, just like everything, it evolves, it changes. Um, I think so. Yeah. I think, and I think maybe that's why kinky people kind of do better we don't have the the seven-year itch problem because we're always evolving and finding and whatever yeah yeah i think we're just like stuck with intercourse they get bored of the same intercourse we're like what new crazy thing can i do (laughs) (laughs) we can tie somebody from to the ceiling by one angle and then (laughs) run a wartenberg (laughs) wheel on their stomach um, while sucking their other toe and flogging their ass. <laughs> that might yeah. be an episode of Pinky and the Brain. I'm not sure. Um. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I get asked that all the time. Like, what's your secret, right? Because I I I'm not saying this to like to brag, really. But my husband and I have an amazing relationship. We have an amazing marriage. And people love us together. You know, we're great apart. We're great together. We're, we're just genuinely happy. And people ask us all the time, like, what's our secret? And, and sort of, you know, him saying, oh, she's just amazing. And me saying, oh, he's just an amazing husband, right? But, but really, we, we have a great sex life. And the reason we have a great sex life is because we're so open-minded. And mm-hmm. while, we haven't, while we haven't introduced anyone into our sex life, you know, um, I, we're still open and try different kinky shit all the time, you know, <laughs> like, well, oh, there's you, that you thing. Let's that put open... it in that thing. You, know, like... <laughs> you said you haven't introduced anyone, but I believe you do have the open invite for the rock to be your unicorn. <laughs> oh, God. Yes. Yeah. 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 We do. I, but I think that's more for my husband, though, because, um, you know, I think as a person, the rock is interesting to me. I can't say that like 
I can masturbate to him. Like, I can't say that just looking at him, I feel like I need, you know, but maybe seeing him with my husband or uh, in my bed, like that might change. So. All right. Well, but we'll the invitation is, you know, is there. So if he's listening. We'll, <laughs> we'll get more relationship tips from Dr. Any and possibly <laughs> actually talk to Ash a little more right after this. <laughs> Hey guys, Elle from the Tiniest Tippy Taps here. Come join Top Toes, Any, myself, and a bunch of other rad humans this Friday night, US time. We're all having our first ever virtual foot party, and we need you there to help make it awesome. So don't be shy, come say hi. I'll see you when you're seeing me, live and exclusive for your eyes only. Mwah. All right, and um, the doctor's back in. Um, <laughs> thanks for that, Top Toes. <laughs> and, and, you know, just like he said, this is not the any show. So <laughs> we're going to take it back to Ash. Um, and I'm really curious about his taste in feet. Because, I mean, this is a foot fetish podcast after all. And more importantly, mm-hmm. he is a foot fetishist. Yeah. We we can actually get a guest on a sort of an off topic who really is also on the main topic. Yeah. We, we barely even touched that. So, um, so... I mean, the bondage is fantastic. I'm a huge fan. Um, I'm going to see if you can teach me some things, uh, you know, a little later. Um, but I but I really want to talk about your foot fetish for a little bit. Um, t- I mean, how how involved is it in your in your sex life? Um, I'd, I'd say it's a requirement for sure. Like it's it's a part of who I am. <laughs> <laughs> And what, I mean, what's your favorite, so what's your favorite thing to do with feet? Um, other than tying I mean, them I just, up. I mean, other than tying them up. <laughs> I mean, tying them up's great. And, you know, then that also leads to being able to, to worship them or, you know, just, mass, you know, give massages and just attending to them more or less. Do you, do you have a favorite type? Because I find that foot fetishists are very particular in, or they can be very particular in the type of foot that they uh, play with. Um, not necessarily. Um, I mean, definitely like a, a well-kept foot is always a, um, a desired sort of foot. Okay. Um, Size-wise, yeah, not bothered. Um, okay. you know, currently, uh, my partner, Misty, her, uh, size nines are just divine. Um, <laughs> so yeah, like, so what's in, what's in, I mean, is there such a thing as an ugly foot? Um, I don't know. I just, I, I can't do bunions. There's a, there's a weird, not weird. I mean, there's, we're all weird. There's right, a we are. specific segment of the population who is all about the bunions. Um, and there's a few models that I really, really like who do have one or more pronounced bunions, but I don't think I like them for the bunions. I like them despite Dis- the bunions. In spite of, yeah. 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 So if you, uh, a potential partner didn't have attractive feet, could you still date her? 
I think so, yeah. I mean, there's definitely going to be more of a, a connection to the person. Like I'm not just, you know, looking at a person going, all right, what, what do your feet look like? You know, that, that de- determines whether or not we're compatible. Okay. So, but a, a potential partner says, oh, my God, what are you doing? Stop touching my feet. Can you continue to date them? If if feet were a hard limit for them, I just I I don't think I could. Like it'd have to be something that they would be open to. You know, even if it wasn't something that they were into, it was something that they would be open to either learning or you know just sort of being okay with. Yeah, because a, a lot of the men that have partners that are open to it they'll say that the partners don't necessarily have a foot fetish they just indulge (laughs) them you know so that so that so the women their wives don't enjoy any type of foot play but they'll indulge them so um i i I do hear that a lot the best of the ones who start by indulging you and realize that it's an indulgence well that's the whole Uh point i mean that's the entire point of you know yeah i love the way you ash said um you know, tying them up so that then I can, and it was like the very top dom thing of tying. And then it was I, <laughs> right, it like was having... worship and <laughs> pamper and rub and things that are thought of as typically submissive. <laughs> and it was bottoming it's from the contrast. Top, <laughs> I think, you know, not even not topping from the bottom. You might have been bottoming from the You're top. Right, right. Like, I'm going to tie you. <laughs> So that I can treat you nice and sweet. It was. <laughs> it, it might have been the switchiest thing ever said on our show. Oh, that that might be. Um, you, you literally switched in the sentence. <laughs> I think. Oh I mean, God, yeah, I mean, for me, it's. Yeah, I, I don't really have like a. I need to be submissive to enjoy feet or, you know, it's, it's only when I'm, you know, bottoming where feet are involved. Like it's, it's all the time. Like, oh, That was great. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So, so you don't have, um, other than the bunions, you don't have anything else that would be like, no, I can't. I'm not gonna. What? I mean, what if you? What if she had really stinky feet? Is that something that you could? Well, what one is that something you like? No, not. I mean, natural smell, but not like stinky. Like purposely stinky. Yeah, like I, I, I'm not so much of a an over the top smell kind of person. Um, so yeah, probably like really like pronounced foot odor would probably be I guess depending on the feet but would be a a negative sort of effect now here's here's one and I I can't say that I can't picture Misty's feet right now but I do remember (laughs) that they were sort of similarly proportioned to L's and maybe you can fill me in um, of the specific shoot I'm talking about so you did a sort of web tie across six feet that was my mm-hmm. our common friend L, Misty, and someone else. Yep. You you know the tie I'm talking about. Yeah, for sure. 
and all three of them were sort of um i would say longer toe sort of a slender foot yeah yeah so kind that's a similar there. proportion of foot yeah yeah i mean the the only challenge i had with that was um so misty and l were on the outside and then there was one of l's friends uh in the middle and she had size eights and they were a little bit smaller than obviously Misty's nine. I'm pretty sure L's a nine as well. Um, so there was a slight discrepancy in sort of where the toes sat for the tie itself. And that bothered but, you? Yeah, I bet that bothered you. Not so much bothered. It was, <laughs> it was more just like. It was a challenge in his ultimate goal of symmetry. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Which is why the, the eights were in the middle, because I couldn't have had like nine, nine, eight. So right. I'm like, all right. If it's oh, my be... God, it's an OCD nightmare. He really it, is. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but I think at the same time, it was just like, I have six feet lined up in front of me here. So it wasn't that big of a concern. Did right. you get to, did you get right. to play with all the feet? Um, well, I mean, within the tie itself, um, you know, they were sort of, you know, resting up on my, on my lap and that kind of thing to, to get to the toes and everything else. Um, and Elle herself is like extremely ticklish. And it was something that I was just teasing her with the whole time, just, you know, making comments and things like that, that just made her cringe. And we oh, managed to work out. Random. I'm dying because this is great information I can use. She wasn't 62 trillion miles away from me. <laughs> like you're, so, you're pumping me with great information to take out on my friend who lives on the <laughs> other side of the planet. Oh, <laughs> I'm up and then I'm crestfallen. <laughs> so that, that tie itself, like the, the weave spanned across all six feet um, around each ankle. And we were able to actually take the the tie off from the foot without actually untying it. Um, so I'm pretty sure Elle's still actually got that weave laying out flat um, that she was going to do, I think, like a um, an auction off to see what, you know, one of her, her foot boys could get for it. Uh, I don't know whether that ever happened or not, but um, hers were the last pair of feet to slide out of the, the tie itself. And so, of course, like, as I'm going to reach for the the um the rope across the back of a heel, I've just made sure that my nails just slid right the way down through a sole. <laughs> and like it was great. It was the funniest thing. There's there was zero seriousness within that whole afternoon of just just chilling out and just having a good fun time with some really cool people. Yeah. How long did now, it take think... you to do the the whole tying the six feet together? Um, honestly, I have no idea. It was, I was just in my element. So I, <laughs> time was irrelevant. That time. In front of him. time stood still. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I, I was this, well, not second closest. Cause obviously there was the other two women. So I was the fifth closest person to that tie, I believe. Cause she, just as soon as she was back home, I had some of the insider pictures way before you published it. Yeah, you know, just well, for- that your so your creative guidelines were a part of organizing how that shoot went. Really? Yeah, I didn't know that I was involved in that. Yeah, but- for sure. Um, when we first just started chatting about you know doing a collaboration, 
Um, she's just like, you know, I've got these people that, you know, um, work with nylons and, and things like that. You know, is there something that we can incorporate there? And, you know, like just she's sort of brainstorming where she can showcase these images and she's like, all right, so we need to work in with this. We need to do this. And, yeah, a part of that was, you know, within your um, speciality, I'd say. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Because she, you, well, with your permission, I had some exclusive shots from that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the first thing I saw from it was just, I think, her own simple snap of after the tie was over. Um, the expression I always use is rope bite. I don't know if you use the same term. When you see the rope impression in the skin, mm-hmm. the rope is gone, but now you're looking at the impression of the rope in the skin. Yeah. And I think as a rope top it's something i enjoy you know looking at well after the tie is done when you see the bite and like the soft part of the top of the foot holds that very very well and you can see all the little crisscrosses so you yeah often see it at the ankle it's a my favorite thing and i remember seeing that thing and i i looked at it and like okay i'm looking at my friend's feet great feet i'm looking at i'm like you know just thinking about the the scene and the situation because i'm not even seeing the rope at this point i'm just seeing the the aftermath (laughs) picture and then i'm then suddenly the um the the rope guy in me kicks in and i'm analyzing how insanely (laughs) symmetrical the bite is (laughs) yes (laughs) <laughs> I I think the rope bite can be almost as beautiful as looking at the tie. It's Come to think of it, I'm not sure if I've actually seen that image. Well, I... I'll have to see if I can find it and slide it back to you. <laughs> That's right. you know, I'll, I'll get I, under it. I, I do. I do. I wonder what that's called because I've had people specifically ask me for um a photo set like immediately after removing um like a high, a tight high heel or a sock with a tight shoe over it oh, so yeah, that they can see idea. the yeah so that they can see the um the marks on the top of the feet and the toes yeah i wonder i mean what would you call that what's that i don't know cuz for me it's part of the bondage it's sort of like the last tiny trophy of the bondage so it, it has to do with my love of feet, my love of bondage. bondage. Not, it, I don't think a sock line picture is particularly attractive. It has to be, you know, I'm usually looking at the a picture I've taken after I've untied somebody I just tied. Uh, but I always mm-hmm. make sure I take that picture. Because I just, I don't know, maybe I'm weird. I, I have to like <laughs> that I think it's weird. Well, we've, it's, all, we've established that we're all a little weird here, so that's <laughs> yes. <laughs> and sometimes we're weird among the weird. <laughs> yeah, that that is true. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So no, I bet the next that time was a lot of fun. <laughs> so I think I read somewhere, or I saw something about you, or maybe you mentioned it to me that you're going to do like a a a tie with or a session with a lot more people yeah so again with with l as well looking at setting up something with whether it be sort of eight sets of legs or you know some something that's just a little bit different again a little bit out there um yeah who knows um i guess with the um 
the foot community here with, with local models and things like that, they're really quite supportive of each other. Um, I'm with a couple of different um, groups and things like that um, dedicated to like the, the local foot models. Um, so yeah, there's definitely a chance of, of seeing quite a few people um, in the one set. Uh, fantastic. Cause the, the, the set of six feet. Now you said eight <clears throat> sets. You're talking eight people, sixteen foot. Eight. This is a a foot gangbang. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've got enough. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know that I'd call it a gangbang. Top to <laughs> No, no, no. Okay, uh, rope orgy. A rope orgy. <laughs> Yeah, um, and your partner is is up for all of this. Like, she's okay with all of this. Yeah, she was actually the the main reason why I started the page, and she was the one to, you know, um, I guess help me towards working with other models and things like that as well. Um, yeah, she's been super supportive, and basically, pretty much any any of the sets that I do with any other models, she's usually there doing the, um, the, the photography and behind the scenes stuff. So yeah, she's very much a part of it. Cool. That's sweet. That's great. I mean, you know, we're trying to normalize, we're trying to be supportive, you know, people who have supportive people, people who get other people into, well, she didn't get you into the scene, but she got you into bringing, your part of the scene to our little corner of the internet. Um, so on that note, um, where can people see your work, find you, interact with you, generally purview? <laughs> yeah. What's your um, corner of the internet or corner? So, yeah, my, my corner is um, just through Instagram, uh, Bondage and Bindings. Uh, sorry, Bondage and Binding. Uh, the S was the first account that got deleted. So, Drop the S and start it again. Um, Wait, but yeah, have, bondage and binding and stuff. You have an account that got deleted? Yeah, I got deleted out of the blue. Like, no warnings, no, like, this post goes against anything. It was just wake up one day and your account no longer exists. It's the badge of honor now. <laughs> yeah, but he didn't do So, the like, two. I didn't go with the whole, like, 2.0 no, he did. He tipped backwards. He he unpluralized. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, how can how can I make it so that everybody knows me will still be able to find me? Yeah, that just most of the stuff they're probably already typing to find you. They just get there one digit sooner. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Do you um, so, display your art uh, anywhere else? Um, so that's it mostly. Um, you will find some of other stuff with the models that I work with. Um, you know, some of their um, people have got like their OnlyFans and things like that that I've worked with. But predominantly, yeah, just just through the Instagram. I've got a, a Twitter account, but I don't get that. So it can sort of sit in the background of my phone and just be ignored for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot of us are that yeah. way. Um, we're going <laughs> to... Offline, we're going to check with uh, Misty and L since they were brought up a bunch and see if we can link them. You'll definitely be linked up on the podcast page under show links, possibly with Misty and L if they're 
cool with it. If not, it wouldn't be too hard to find it for your page anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for uh, sure. And that is where you can find everything about the podcast at ohthosetoes.teamtalktoes.com. And I guess with that, it's been an absolute pleasure. It's been one of the fastest hours. I wish there was more time. Oh, for sure. Uh, it's so glad to have you on the show. Yeah. Thank you so no. much for, for spending the last hour with us. It's been so informative. And uh, I mean, it's just been yeah, great. You're like yeah. the really cool teacher we like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, Any time. Yeah, this has been great. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much to the listeners. And for those of you who are masturbating our voices right now, especially Ash's, because his is sexy. Yeah, I don't think you're welcome. I don't think anyone is masturbating to our voices this time. I think it's going to be all Ash. So for those of you masturbating to Ash's voice, you're welcome. Cheers, guys. (laughs)